You're listening to the Morning Punchin' Show with RBNJ live and direct from more cities than an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punchin' Show, the most unpredictable, honest, an authentic morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, May 16, 2016. Our special guest today on the Hotline Bling is no other than Mr. Earl, the true Spence Jr., or as we like to call him, EJ. Let me properly introduce my co-pilot, my ace, my amiga, the creator and founder of Subculture.net, Giandra LaBeouf, or as we like to call her, Jay. What's popping, Jay? Jay from, Jay from Bad Culture. It is Monday, and I'm ready for another great week of boxing talk. We got a lot to talk about this week. Let's kick it right off with the hot question of the day. Given Povetkin's positive drug test, should he be suspended and dropped from the rankings or given another opportunity? We want to hear your responses. Use the hashtag TMPS so we can see your responses and read them on the show. Other than that, it's a great Monday. It's great to be with my girl RB, and I'm going to be bilingual before the end of the year. I know it. <laughs> All right, listen, the lines are open. You can call 718 508 9852. Press one to play Know It or Blow It. We're going to try to squeeze that in today, but we've got a packed show, uh, especially that hot question. We've got so many responses. And people in the industry, fighters, trainers, professionals, reached out to us as well. And so we're, you're going to hear from the likes of Robert Garcia and Kenny Porter and some fighters like Gabe Rosado and Steve Cunningham and Abel Sanchez. And um, there's a lot of good stuff on the show today. Anyway, Jay, let's punch in and let's do some weekend fight recaps. There wasn't a lot going on. Yes. So we're just going to touch on the main event fights that went down on Friday night. So the first one, we'll take After. you over to Washington, D.C., where Dusty Harrison, Dusty Hernandez Harrison, fought Michael Dallas Jr. Jay, a week or two ago, you said, where the hell did they dig up Michael Dallas from? Remember? Right. I did. Well, I did. And boy, did we find out. Right. So not only did they dig him up from the grave, I think he fought like once in the past three years, but he like resurrected, like the Holy Ghost came yeah. out and the spirit and everything. He put on a show <laughs> and he fought his ass off and he dropped Dusty pretty bad in the fifth or sixth round. Anyway, the consensus was that Michael Dallas pulled off the win. I personally felt like he pulled off the win it was scored a draw. Scored a draw. Sad one for Mike Dallas. He fought. He came. He showed up. Fifth round dropped Hernandez Harrison. Eighth round, he, he Hernandez Harrison got that 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 shot on Dallas that many thought was a low blow and pulls out the split draw. Man, that's terrible. It, it was it was heart wrenching, you know. They they talked to Mike Dallas after the fight. He didn't sound too good. I'll tell you what, like you know his speech and all that. But maybe it was because he was in a tough fight. But it did end up being a good little fight. I'm not sure, you know. I would say that I want to see a rematch. I don't think it would be that good the second time <laughs> around. Uh, but you know, everybody on social media, all the experts, all the media, they had it from Michael Dallas. 
Dusty really feels like he won the fight. He said he'd give him a rematch. I don't. He might want to. Who else? Rock Nation got. <laughs> Maybe they should. Poor Michael Dallas. Oh man. So anyway, right. then we flipped over to Showbox, and I was beating the drum all week for this Andrew Tabidi versus Keith Tapia fight. And I was saying, man, this fight is flying under the radar. It's going to be a good fight. Well, guess what? It was a letdown. And it was not a good fight. Aww. And Andrew Tabidi pulled off the unanimous decision, but it wasn't pretty. Neither fighter looked good. Neither fighter was impressive. It was not TV friendly. That's too bad. The big boys let us down. It had all the makings on paper of a good fight, but unfortunately it didn't live up to it. It's not your fault, RB. A lot of people thought this fight would be a lot more entertaining than it was. So we are on to the next one. So don't feel, don't beat yourself up too about it. You've probably beaten yourself up more about it than they beat each other. So that's all right. <laughs> Let's jump right into hot topics. That's all I've got for boxing this weekend. Hot topics. Boy, boy, boy. When you think that you have heard it all in terms of hot topics, something comes along that just makes you go, wow, over the week. Hot topic. Big hot topic last week. Keisha Cole gets on Instagram and reveals that the Virgil Hunter is her daddy after 34 years. Who saw that coming? That just completely rocked my world late night on a Saturday night or Friday night, whenever that night that story broke, Keisha Cole jumps on Instagram and says, while in New York, she was overwhelmed, et cetera, et cetera, 34 years and a paternity test later, Virgil Hunter is her daddy. We knew Keisha Cole had those hands when she was fighting behind Birdman, but little did we know it was legit in her DNA. So definitely a hot topic from last week, RB. What were you doing when you read that? Man, I was out having a little cocktail, and somebody oh. actually sent that to me, and I actually sent it immediately to you because I thought maybe it was a joke. But you know what? All jokes aside, happy that Keisha Cole found her father. Yes, we were all flabbergasted that it ended up being Virgil Hunter. So we're ready to claim Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole is now That's ours. Right. I'm going to invite her to the Raven Bay brunch. Wasn't she hooking up with Floyd yes. at one time, Jay? Yeah. She Ooh. most certainly was. She most certainly was. Boy, keep it in the family. Keisha got them hands. Now you guys know, leave Keisha Cole alone. She'll fight you and her daddy a trainer. Virgil wasn't whispering in the corner all this time. He was singing back up. Virgil wasn't whispering. See, now we know. All right, listen, best of luck to Matthew Macklin. He announced his retirement last week. Matthew Macklin, I thought he was a fun TV fighter. He never won a title, but he got oh so close. He fought a lot of guys in their prime, Jay. He fought Felix Sturm, Sergio Martinez, Gennady Golovkin. Godspeed. Thank you, Matthew Macklin, for your contribution to boxing. I'll tell you who's not retiring is Arthur Abraham. He's scheduled to return in July. Mm. Speaking of contributions to boxing, big contribution to boxing, if you've been missing boxing on ESPN, your cries have been heard from the powers that be. Last week, the Sports Network announced that PBC will be returning to the airways with new fight dates beginning June 4th and ending in mid-August. Kicking off the new season of PBC on ESPN will be Arthur Betterbia versus SKL Moderna. They'll be fighting in Quebec, and Betterbia beat the brakes off people. So look for another knockout from him on ESPN. I, for one, miss Friday night fights. I am hyped. 
for that. Back to making my Puerto Rican chicken wings on Fridays. Yes. Yes. Canelo Alvarez, Amir Khan. There's all these numbers floating around about their pay-per-view buys. Now, there's a report saying it was close to 600,000. That's a great number. There's another report saying, oh, it's closer to 460, which is still a good number. But what drives me insane is when people in the media and even some of the fans pick and choose when they want to care about stuff like this. So just be consistent. Don't trash big up pay-per-view numbers just when you feel like it. You know, when it's for the people that you need to toot their horn from. Like, either let's always care about it or let's not. And let's be real. Do the fans really care about how many buys a fight got, Jay? No. They just want a good fight. Good fight, yes. Pay-per-view buys, they don't give a damn. They're probably more concerned when the pay-per-view buy is going to show up on their cable bill than how many totals that it sold. Yeah, you know, the event was close to being – oops, sorry. One more thing. The event was close to being sold out. But it wasn't completely sold out. And that goes to show you that Amir Khan has always inflated and exaggerated his following. You know, he told us for years, and he told Floyd Mayweather for years, that he would bring people from the U.K., from Pakistan, Muslims from around the world would come to his fight. And from what I was told, there were a few handful, but that was about it. That's it. That's right. Continuing on with our hot topics, across the water in big fight news, it looks like former Alphabet champion Vladimir Klitschko will have some more challenges to his focus before he heads into the July 9th rematch against Tyson Fury. Last week, it was reported that Klitschko's wife, actress Hayden Panettiere, revealed that she will be going back into treatment for postpartum depression. Hayden first checked into treatment in October 2015, roughly a month before Klitschko's fight against Fury, the first fight where he lost all the titles. We wish them the best and a full, speedy recovery and goodbye for Hayden Panettiere, but it looks like she's checking into a facility for treatment just shy of this rematch against Tyson Fury, and she'll be checking in somewhere uh, out here near the West Coast, I believe Denver, Colorado. So good vibes and speedy recovery to Hayden Panettiere and Vladimir Klitschko. Mm, Absolutely. That's tough. Chavez Jr. leaves Robert Garcia back with Freddie Roach. Robert Garcia says that Chavez Jr. has personal issues that nobody can help him with. And we're actually going to talk to Robert Garcia this week, Jay, on the ruckus Wednesday night. (laughs) And we're going to get all the tea straight from the horse's mouth. How do you feel about Chavez going back with Freddie Roach? Didn't he used to walk all over Freddie Roach? He sure did, and I don't see Freddie having any parts of it unless they guaranteed him some mega bucks because that was his big beef that the kid didn't want to come to the gym. I guess we're going to see some more sparring in the middle of the living room, but we'll have to tune in and see what happens. We wish them the best. Keep your diet tight. And let's see, what else can we talk about? So many hot topics. Another fight that's raising the temperature this summer. If you're a real fight fan who's a fan of the best fighting the best, Terrence Crawford versus Victor Postal is headed for a pay-per-view near you on July 23rd. Tickets are now on sale, being priced from 50 to 300 bucks. I was in L.A. I live in L.A., of course, so I went to the Beverly Hilton for the official kickoff press conference, and the gang was all there. 
Both camps spoke their piece and kept it pretty kosher until Postal was presented with his own commemorative uh, postage stamp from the Ukraine. And Crawford's trainer, Bo Mac, Brian McIntyre, decided to deface it a little bit with some glasses and a mustache. It was pretty funny. If you missed the entire press conference, you can watch the full thing on Bad Culture TV. But anybody who has a problem with this fight, you really don't know. Beep, beep about boxing. This is a good fight. It's the best fighting the best. People said they wanted this fight. They got the fight. They complaining about the fight. The Ukraine is ready by the, for the fight because I looked at my numbers on Bad Culture TV and YouTube says the Ukraine has watched your video more than anyone in the first two days. I said, all right, Ukraine, stand up. So get ready for Crawford versus Postal. The Ukraine is ready. That's what's up. Ukraine is ready for this fight. So am I, Jay, like you said, the best fight in the best. Let's get into some drug testing news. This is a super hot topic all throughout boxing. It seems like the past six months or so, Lucas Brown has been stripped of his bogus heavyweight title and banned for six months due to his failed drug test. In other drug testing news, Francisco Vargas has passed three drug tests after he initially failed a test earlier that borderline almost canceled his fight with Toledo, but it is still on June 4th. That fight is still going down. The biggest disappointment of all is the Russian Alexander Povetkin failed his doping test. He had the WBC title shot against Deontay Wilder coming up this week. It was so close, so near. He tested positive for a PED, and the testing was conducted by VADA. Developments continue to unfold. Let's go to Jake Donovan from the boxing scene, reporting live from Nashville, Tennessee, for the latest. And you are live. Uh, thank Jake. you very. All right, thank you very much, RB and Jay. Yeah, Deontay Wilder, he had his whole spring mapped out. He knew he wanted the testing. He got the testing that he wanted. He got the travel itinerary that he wanted, going from uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to Birmingham, uh, to Sheffield, England prior to traveling to Moscow. Unfortunately, he never got to make the trip to Moscow due to the drug test results that was produced by Alexander Povetkin, which was learned last week. Povetkin tested positive for the banned substance, meldonium, which went on the World Anti-Doping Agency banned list as of January 1st. It's been a major epidemic in Russia because a lot of Russian athletes who were using it legally are now, it's now showing up positive in their uh, drug test results early this year. However, the case with Povetkin, they're trying to plead that it's been in his system since he was uh, legally let to take it last year prior to his fight with Marius Walsh. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is that he's tested negative in the span that Avada conducted testing. This test came, I believe, on at least his fourth documented drug test. So after three negative drug tests, he tested positive for this substance. It's a big mess. It's not the end result that Deontay Wilder wanted. He got everything he wanted. He was willing to travel to Russia for the fight. Instead, he had to board a plane from Sheffield going home to Birmingham this morning. All right. So, Jake, what does Melodonian Melodonian do for a fighter as a pet? Okay, Melodonian, let's take it back to its original intent. Its original intent, it's um, an anti-ischemia. It's to prevent, uh, basically to prevent the, the cutoff of oxygen, you know, and blood flow. So for athletes, what it does, it increases their endurance. As uh, Lou DiBella, Deontay Wilder's promoter, described it, it turns you into the energy bu- energizing bunny when you're in training. It increases stamina, and it, it's key. Like, if a fight goes deep into that late round, all of a sudden, you know, that energy you think you don't have, and all of a sudden you got this free-flowing oxygen. 
you have more energy than you normally would in a fight if you're not using the substance. So that, that was the big concern on the part of Team Wilder. Deontay Wilder wanted this fight. That has to be professed. People are saying that, oh, well, he got the drug test you know, result that he wanted. This is his way out of the fight. He had to be talked and literally dragged to the airport saying, you're not going to fight this guy. Deontay Wilder was looking and saying, hey, Pavekin's been on this stuff all along. Vladimir Klitschko beat him down three years ago. Why can't I do the same? I don't care what he's on. He's like, yeah, he's positive. He's dirty. That's on him to clear his name. I want to knock him out. Deontay Wilder wanted this fight all along. He did not go to the Birmingham airport as a happy man on Sunday evening. He wanted to make that trip to Moscow and proceed with the fight. The WBC wouldn't allow it. They said the fight suspended pending a further investigation. And his team said, no, you are not fighting up a juiced fighter. You're not going there to fight uh, Alexander Vakin. You're going to go home. We're going to make another fight for you this summer. So he's not a happy man, but, you know, his team, they didn't want to risk. They felt it was a safety issue, which was why the, the fight did not happen. You mentioned he's going to fight this summer. So his trainer manager, Jay Diaz, said that Jay the Diaz, fight yeah. is off. Yeah, he said the fight is off. It's not postponed. Okay. Um, I understand there's very strong feelings on the side of Team Wilder. Uh, Jay Diaz, you know, he's, in, you know, I guess the promoter in Russia, uh, Andre Rubinsky, he's trying to save face saying, you know, we're going to make this fight down the road. If the WBC decides to not suspend Povetkin for whatever reason, maybe they, whatever test results they come up with, saying, you know what, yes, it was in his system, but not to the point where he should be banned. They don't necessarily have to remove him from the mandatory position. That creates a whole other set of issues, but he would still be Deontay Wilder's mandatory contender. So at that point, it's not necessarily up to JDs and to Lou DiBella or anyone else in Wilder's camp to say, we're not fighting this guy next, that this fight is completely off. What I found strange is that the fight is postponed. Usually when there's a postponement, there's a date that follows. So, you know, you could say, yeah, the fight is postponed from May 21st, but maybe they're going to fight in the summer. That determination cannot be made. To, to our knowledge, we don't even know if the B sample has come back yet and whether or not that was positive and what the dosage was of uh, how much meldonium was in his system. So there's a lot of variables in place. But like I said, there's very strong feelings on the team, part of Team Wilder. Deontay's been in training for, you know, he's essentially been in training ever since his knockout over Arthur Schmilke. For this fight, he's new. He's known since way back last summer that he was eventually going to fight for back, and he's been hard at training. Mm-hmm. They're upset. It's been a lot of time wasted. He had a whole meal plan in place. He was so <laughs> adamant about you know the drug. Poor guy. He didn't even want to eat food that was contaminated. So he had a whole meal plan in place, very expensive. You know, he was making all these preparations for what he was going to bring over there to ensure that he didn't fail any drug tests. And now it's just it's all for nothing. So he goes back home to Tuscaloosa with his title still intact, but really with you know. Nothing really to show for it other than a lot of air miles. So, you know, personally, Jake, how do you feel? Should Provetman be suspended, dropped from the rankings, or should he be given another opportunity to fight Wilder? If, for a fight to be canceled based on the fact that he failed a drug test, a suspension should have to follow. I mean, that, that should be the rules. People are already turning to the June 4th fight between Francisco Vargas and Orlando Salido. They're questioning, okay, well, Vargas tested positive for clenbuterol. Why, why is that fight still going on? Why isn't he, um, you know, suspended? It wasn't necessarily that Golden Boy was able to plead their case on behalf of uh, Vargas. It's that the, the California Commission understood. They, they recognized the dosage. They didn't necessarily buy that, okay, it was just, you know, he had one night of mom's beef stew, and then that's why he tested positive. But they put him on a plan saying, okay, you're going to test negative every time we test you from here until June 4th. Otherwise, the fight is canceled if another positive test comes about. Povetkin wasn't able to be put in that position because of the timing of when the positive test came out. He failed his drug test on April 27th, and I don't think either camp really knew until 
it wasn't much sooner than when the news leaked out last Friday. So at that point, he had to be dropped from Vada, and there wasn't enough time to get put in place to put him on a plan where he could, you know, produce a, a negative drug test in order to allow the fight to proceed. So that's going to be on the WBC. Uh, they're getting, they're catching a lot of flack for saying the fight suspended and it's further being investigated, but that's the stance they have to take. They first have to see if the B sample produces the same result, if he took this substance with the intent of cheating, and then from there they have to make that determination. So uh, the dumbed-down version, I think based on the fight being canceled, he should be suspended and removed from uh, the mandatory position. But that's strictly my opinion. I am by no means a drug expert. All right. Thank you, Jake Donovan from the boxing scene so much. Where can people follow you? to get all the latest updates and news on this situation. Okay, obviously on Boxing Scene, then if you want to go on Twitter, uh, you just follow Jake in the Box and then underscore V2. Back to you, RB and uh, Thank you so much. We'll go to commercial. We'll be back with the hot question of the day. When the mind is ready, the body prepares for war. So next time you engage in battle, protect your hands with the best. War Tape, the original branded tape. Order yours now at wartapebrand.com and see why the enemy will fear you. WarTapeBrand.com. We put hands on you. And we are back, and it's time to take some responses of the hot question of the day. To read that hot question back to you one more time, the hot question of the day, given Povetkin's positive drug test, should he be suspended and dropped from rankings or given another opportunity? We ask you to use the hashtag CMPS. We want you to continue answering the hot question of the day. And you guys just blazed it up. If you want to go and read some of the responses on your own, remember to check out hashtag CMPS and continue using it during the show. I'm going to pull out a few that caught my attention from direct from Twitter. Follower at Ra Kale, R-A-H-K-H-A-L-E, says there should be a five-year ban, donate purse to charity, and 100 hours of community service. At KD4 President says, not like he is the first guy to test positive. Others have had second chances, so why not him? But he will get the five, but will he get the wilder fight? Not at N8Q80 says, a fighter should be given two choices, a lifetime ban or the next five fights, entire purses donated to injury boxers, injured boxers charity. Oh, that's a good one. At All Things Ring says, if the only penalty equals a delayed title shot, why not take the risk and cheat? Got to drop them to set an example. So those were a few that caught my attention on Twitter. Keep sending us your responses. We want to keep reading them and... It's definitely a topic for discussion, wouldn't you say, RB? Yeah, this is a super hot topic, and we wanted to get people's opinions and thoughts on what should happen with this guy. And so we actually reached out to a bunch of people in the industry to get their take. And so we want to read a few of those back to you guys so you could see pretty much where everybody stands on drug testing and punishment. So the first one uh, comes from trainer Robert Garcia. He says, I don't know much about the case or what exactly he tested for, but if he did test positive on a drug test, I think he should be suspended unless he was eating beef from Mexico and can find a way to get away with it like some others have recently. Oh, Robert Garcia never pulling any punches. Never, ever. Well, another response came from trainer Abel Sanchez that you all know, trains Gennady Golovkin. He says, yes, he should be suspended and dropped in the rankings. I agree, Abel Sanchez. 
Future Hall of Famer matchmaker Ron Tapp said there's no place for Peds in our sport. If he were a baseball player, he would be suspended for a minimum of 50 games. There is no excuse for this. He should at least be suspended and should not be afforded an opportunity at the greatest prize in all of sports. Mm. Another response come from, comes from trainer Stephen Breadman Edwards. He says, drop from the rankings and hit with a huge fine and suspended for six months, but he needs to test the whole six months. He has to be held accountable. I like that, Breadman. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Trainer Kenny Porter said, yes, he should be suspended and fined. In the real world, he would be terminated from his job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Friend of the Morning Punch-In Show and the ruckus, Jesse Vargas, WBL welterweight champion. Shout out to Jesse. Any type of illegal performance enhancer should never be used in a combat sport. That puts the risk of fighters' health and should definitely be punished severely when fighters get caught cheating. It's such a dangerous sport. Absolutely, Jesse. That's what's up. We have Adam Abramowitz. He is at SN Boxing on Twitter, and he owns SNBoxing.com. He says, absolutely, Povetkin should be suspended and dropped from the ranking. Yeah, this is a real compelling topic. It, people people on the boxing side of it seem to be pretty unified in their response. I'm surprised that some of you fan tweeters think, oh, it's all right. Just give him another chance. Uh, we'll read another one from uh, B.Y. Jennings, Bryant Jennings of Philly. He says, I think that Povetkin should have a chance to plead his innocence. If not, then a suspension or even ban should definitely take place. That just sucks because he's so high in the ratings. But he'll just wait and see until he gets a final judgment back. Shout out to B.Y. Jennings, heavyweight from Philadelphia. Yeah, another heavyweight from Philadelphia, Steve Cunningham, says people will do anything for money. And there was a lot of money in play for this fight. Everyone knows how I feel about Peds, but it's a good thing that this was caught before the fight and the WBC has taken swift action. It does make you question his recent muscular build after so many years of not looking muscular. This crap shouldn't be tolerated in boxing, and I think Provetkin should lose his rankings and most definitely lose this title shot. Oh. Yes, I agree. I'm agreeing with uh, the majority of these responses that he should be dropped and should not have the opportunity to fight for the title. He'd have to do some type of suspension, a lengthy one. If the, we're going to enforce it, we're going to have a clean sport. We have to enforce it. Jesse Hart of Philadelphia says he should be suspended and dropped from the rankings. I support clean boxing. Shout out to the heart of the city. <laughs> right. Let's see, Mike, the crime-fighting cutman Rodriguez. He should definitely be suspended. All athletes under that type of testing are responsible for what goes into their body. Anything less than that compromises the integrity of not only the test results, but the sport as a whole. Wow, yes, absolutely. And one final one uh, before we take a quick break and come back with Hotline Bling. Let's end it with Kenny Porter. Yes, he should be suspended and fined. In the real world, he would be terminated from his job. Did you say that? Oh. Am I tripping? I, Sorry I about did. that. I did. Why don't you read Top Dog? Top Dog. Oh, oh I love Top Dog. He want to hear the hotline bling. Shout out to Thomas Top Dog Williams. <laughs> I'm a pup. I'm a Pavetkin fan, but when I heard about this, I was blown away. Everyone knows Pavetkin has problems with stamina and keeping up intensity throughout his bouts. So, yes, I think he took the banned substance with the hope to gain an advantage for the Wilder bout. I think he should be dropped as a mandatory as well as dropped from the WC rankings altogether. 
any athlete using performance enhancement drugs should be banned from the sport in which they compete, period. Top Dog is not playing with you, Alexander Povetkin. So <laughs> those are some of our responses, terrific responses. Loved it from Twitter. Continue sending us your responses. Use the hashtag TMPS. You'll have all the trainer statements and fighters and industry experts statements in full in a wrap-up on badculture.net today, so make sure you cite us when you write your articles. So why don't we take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will be back with a little bit of hotline bling. Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 or 20% off your entire purchase today, only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com. And we're back. We got to catch up, or I'm sorry, we are going to catch up here with Earl Spence Jr. There's been a little salt being thrown on his name out there after his Algeria fight. Let's talk to Earl Spence. All right. All right. We are on the Morning Punch and Show. Our special guest today on the Hotline Bling is no other than Mr. Earl Spence Jr. The man who put down Chris Algeria in better fashion than Manny Pacquiao. You know they said that a whole bunch of times during the broadcast. Yeah, I watched it, yeah. <laughs> Earl, can we call you EJ? Because it seems like all your friends call you EJ, and we want to call you EJ. Yeah, sure, no problem. All right, we're homies. All right, cool. Right. Well, before, okay, homies, since we homies and we family now, before we get into it, your man Deontay Wilder was on with us again, and he heard that you said that this <laughs> fashion was the worst in boxing, but he's not tripping. He said as an olive branch... He is willing to send you a suit from his private collection. Gloves not included, though. It, 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 will you accept that from him? Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to wear it, though? <laughs> I don't know. Depending on how it looks. All right. EJ, you showed your stuff in beating a fighter that nobody has ever beaten in that fashion before. This round stoppage, big win over Chris Algieri on NBC. There are some people that have been flip-flopping, though. Like, when that fight was announced, everybody thought it was a 50-50 fight. It was going to be a great fight. Then you annihilate yep. the kid, and now people are like, oh, Chris Algieri was a chump. You didn't do nothing special. Why all the flip-flopping? I have no idea, but that's what they do, though. Like, I mean, dude, I mean, he could have went either way with Miracon. I mean, Manny Pacquiao knocked him down six, seven times, couldn't stop him. I mean, the dude beat um, uh, Ruslan. So, I mean, I don't know why all the flip-flopping. That's just what, what people do. This this me because they don't want me to get to the top. You know, they don't want to they don't want to have to see me later on, so they try to discredit my win. You know what they doing? Put some respect on my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got to put some That's what you got. Yeah, they're going to put some respect on my name pretty soon. That's what you got to tell them. You need that on your phone. <laughs> let's 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 talk about these different people who are not putting respect on your name. All right, who you got? Who you got in mind? Kenny Porter. Let's start with Kenny Porter. You put on Twitter <laughs> that he has been throwing salt on your name. He has said that you've got to earn your stripes. That they're looking toward the Danny Garcia fight. Um, that they're not going to look back at a guy like you. I mean, I'm not worried about saying that. He's like he don't know who I am, or you know. 
like I can like I can't fight or something. Like he don't know. I mean, I just parted his son before. He numerous the times, and he's been there. And um, not just other things. Like he always dropping song. We don't know if Earl Spence can do this. Uh, he's never been tested. Uh, we don't know if he can fight. Uh, this and this, this and that. Uh, Chris Iger. I mean, yeah, he fought Chris Iger. He's a name, but you know how good is Chris Iger really? They try to discredit, you know, everything I do. I mean, yeah, like his son and fought. I mean, his son would be good fighters and stuff like that, but he was coming up. He was 20 and 0. I mean, who, who was his son fighting? Hey, stop. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? What about Danny Garcia? He was com- he was commenting last week, and he said the same thing, that you got to earn your stripes. Algeria was good for your resume, but you haven't been hit or cut. You haven't faced any real adversity yet. Man, that's not my fault. Not my fault I hadn't been hit or cut. I mean, people thought Chris Algeria was going to give me some adversity. Some people thought he was going to beat me. If you look at the interviews before that, you know, a lot of guys, oh, that's a good fight for him. That's a good fight. You know, Chris Algeria could beat him. That's his biggest test. I mean, then when I knock him out in the fifth round, make it look easy. Now, how good was Chris Algeria? So, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. You can't really pay attention to, you know, what these other boxers are saying because, you know, they're going to just try to discredit the young mind coming up. Danny Garcia, Danny Garcia didn't say nothing too bad. I mean, it's just guys like, you know, uh, you know Kenny, uh, Keith Thurman, well, guys okay. like that. Yeah, so Keith Thurman, he said, look, Chris, Chris Algeria's a chump, and you're supposed to make a chump look like a chump. And I was going to ask you, EJ, Let's look at Keith Thurman's resume. It's not like he's been fighting Killer's Row. His resume is kind of thin, too. Who do you think is Keith Thurman's most notable win? Well, girl, and like I said, I mean, how, how long has Keith Thurman been pro? He's been pro for like eight years, and you only know if a win is Wobble Girl, and you can throw in there Diego Chavez. This is this is only notable win, and you've been pro eight years. I've been pro three and a half years. Stop putting mm. respect on my you name. Put, you put, you put, you you put four me? more years on my career. I had way more names than him by the time. So looking at those three guys, Thurman, Garcia, and Porter, of the three, who do you think would be the easiest work for you right now? Probably the China Key. China All right. Key. All right. I mean, a lot, of people, so, a lot of people think Danny Garcia easy work, but, I mean, you know, out of nah. them, I mean, he has the most notable win. Danny Garcia know how to win. Like, a lot of people say he's basic and this, but, you know, he, he pulls out the picture every time, so... So, anyway, all right, moving on to, you know, all the haters and all that. We'll move on from all that. So, your next fight, you know, we heard that you're probably going to fight this summer, probably in July or August. Is that still the schedule? Uh, yeah, looking like July and August, I guess, in a title eliminator. Right. So, the title eliminator um, is some Russian guy. His name is, like, Konstantin Panamov. I, I can't even pronounce his last name. But... EJ, word on the curb is that he's turning that down. Oh, I guess. I hope so. Good. You hope so? Because, <laughs> I mean, just like Eddie Hearn. Like, Eddie Hearn came out and said that my people uh, said that I didn't want to fight. We turned down the fight with Kel Brook. Like, what sense does that make for me to turn down a title fight with Kel Brook and then fight in a title eliminator just to fight Kel Brook? That don't make sense. Well, the guy on the list at number three is that Russian dude. So if, if he does turn you down, then the number fourth guy is a guy named Jeff Hearn. And they call him the Hornet from Australia. He's 13-0. and 0. He just beat Randall Bailey. Are you familiar with who Jeff Hearn is? Nope. Okay. So then the number five guy on the IBF list, because, you know, you just might have to go through the rankings, you know, to get your shot. So let's look at the number five guy is Lamont Peterson. 
Would Lamont Peterson fight you? I think Lamont Peterson fight anybody. I know Lamont. Lamont will fight anybody. Lamont a dog. I like Lamont. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then the number six guy on this list is another Russian guy. They call him the mechanic. Dmitry is his name. He beats the Pal and Kareem Mayfield. And so anyway, I'm just looking at that list, and a lot of these guys, you know, they don't sound familiar to me, but... You know, if that if that guy Constantine doesn't take the fight, I guess it's back through the rankings, huh? I guess so. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't care. If I got to fight that <laughs> Russian or this Russian, or, it don't matter. All right, look, let's let's lighten up the mood a little bit here. On, during your fight with Algeri, you had a ton of sponsors on your trunks, and that yeah. told me that a lot of companies want to attach themselves to a fighter like you. You know, which that's a great thing. You know, you're a little good-looking kid. You talk good. You're a good fighter. You have a lot of things going for you. The one that stood out the most was the one that was slapped on the back of your ass called Dude White. <laughs> so can you talk to our listeners and plug your sponsor and tell us what Dude Wipes are? What is this? <laughs> I mean, Dude Wipes is just, I mean, it's kind of like Baby Wipes, but Dude Wipes, I guess, for adult, it's for adults. You take anywhere it's non-scented, um, it's all natural. You take it anywhere and use it. Use it to wipe your hands. That's how I do wipe. Okay. Well, then, okay, <laughs> let me ask you this then. Because I know as a woman, when we have to take our items to the bathroom, we got to put them in the purse. <laughs> so when you take the dude wipes with you, do you just carry them, just, you know, balls out, just carry them out like, hey, I got my wipes, I'm going to the bathroom. Or do you have a man purse? Or, you know, how do you trans, do you put them in your pocket? You know, what, what do you do with dude wipes when you go into the shine? They got, they got a little small dude, dude wipes, too, like little small ones you put in your pocket. But, I mean, the big ones I might put in my suitcase, or if I'm carrying a backpack or going somewhere, I put it in my backpack and take it with me. I mean, it's, it's useful. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Well, look, we want to help you, okay? So we want you to let your sponsor know that if they want to send us some dude wipes, we have thousands of people that listen to our show every week. We want to give out dude wipes to callers. So if you want to talk to your sponsor and be like, yo, you know, my girls, RB and J, they got this radio show that they'll give out some dude wipes for you on the radio, we're with it. Just send us some dude wipes. Nah, this ain't something if I tell them. I tell them. All right, cool. I know some people who need some dude wipes, so get on that ASAP. Get on that right away, please, please. I could think of two, three people who probably listening to the show right now who need them right now. Yeah, I like the name. The name's cool. Well, before we, you know, before we wrap it up, I just got to hit you with some crazy random stuff. I know you're into social media, but I'm not sure if you saw this yet. Did you know Virgil Hunter was Keisha Cole's daddy? I just seen that today. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I was like, "What?" That is so random. That is so random. Did you see the? Did you see the Instagram picture? Oh yeah, I seen it, man. I ain't no virgin out here like that, man. Right. That's what I said. He's like, "Oh, virgin, you wow. know, S.O.G. Father God," and I was like, "Wow." Virgin. Uh, so look, we know you're going to be in Las Vegas this week to support the Charlos next week. My bad. You're going to go support Jamel and Jamal. But we also know that you're friends with J-Rock. So where is your yep. loyalty going to lie if J-Rock and Charlo fight? Who do you see winning that fight? Uh, I don't know who's going to win the fight, but they need to fight, though. Like, I mean, that's, that's something I told. I even told Jamal that, like, I mean, y'all need, y'all need to fight. You know, you got two young guys, you know, in their prime. I mean, it's a win-win for both of them if they put on, you know, a great show and a great performance. I told both of them, I mean, they need to fight each other. I know, that's right. So... 
So after your last flight, you went to Puerto Rico, and it looked like you had a great time out there. And mm-hmm. I'm a little biased because that's my island. So you are now our new honorary Puerto Rican. I'm going to send you a Puerto Rican Boxing Legends T-shirt, and I'm going to send yeah. you some fongo and some sofrito and some adobo. Yeah, I'm Puerto Rico. I'm going back. You going back? <laughs> Listen, did you learn any Spanish over there? No, I didn't. Everybody over there spoke English, though. So. <laughs> oh, man, can we get a uh. wepa? Did, did they teach you how to say wepa? Wepa. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you are fully Puerto Rican now. We, You're being claimed. All right, well, cool. Well, EJ, we thank you for joining us on the Morning Punch-In Show. We're going to make sure Wilder get that suit out to you, and you make sure we get us some dude whites, and as you go about your day, listen to some Keisha Cole and throw a good one, too, while you're at it, all right? When the mind is ready, the body prepares for war. So next time you engage in battle, protect your hands with the best. War Tape, the original branded tape. Order yours now at wartapebrand.com and see why the enemy will fear you. Wartapebrand.com. We put hands on you. <laughs> Yo, Errol Spence is dope. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not if anybody else can get EJ to open up the way we can. And that's why RB&J rocks because, uh, you know, a lot of people say he could be a bit of a difficult interview, but I think he is so funny and personable, and I think he is charismatic. And, and we're, we're, we're the homies now, Jay. So that was funny. The WEPA had me dying. <laughs> the WEPA killed me. Can you say WEPA? WEPA! He did it all correct with the right <laughs> cadence on it and everything. So make sure he gets his sofrito because he is down for the island. <laughs> all right. Let's let's do uh, some word on the curb. Let's dish some word on the curb. So the past yes. couple weeks, you guys on social media have probably been seeing a lot of tweets and pictures out there circulating about a potential fight between Chavez Jr. versus Gabriel Rosado. And the word on the curb is that this fight really is in the works. It really is in talks. I know it sounds a little weird because it's a Heyman fighter, Gabe Rosado's a golden boy fighter, but it is in talks. That's all I could really tell you. But I wanted to shoot down everyone out there saying that no way in hell that this would happen. There is actual discussions about it. Chavez Jr. wants to fight in July. Unfortunately, I don't think that Showtime has any dates in July, so it might have to get, you know, moved into August or so. I think there are one or two other guys that are potential opponents for Chavez, but he really wants to fight Gabriel Rosado, and the fight would be at 168. Can Chavez win 168? Hell no. But uh, I'm going to remain optimistic because it's a great fight for Gabe. And if he can make 168, that's incredible. But Gabe should be forewarned that Chavez is probably going to weigh about 203.7 on fight night. So just things to keep in mind. Tacos, anyone? Word on the card, Danny Jacobs is finally looking to make his ring return. At the end of July, early August, he must have been listening to our show. We were sick and tired of him being a regular champion. And I think he's taken enough time off. He's taken enough vacation. 
his handlers over at Team Heyman are like, you got to fight. You lost all your momentum after the Quillen fight. Vacation is over. Time to fight. Andy Lee is said to be in the mix, but not sure about that. Uh, let's see. The last word on the curb, um, and then hopefully we can play some know it or blow it. Make sure you call up the line at 718-508-9852. Press 1 to play know it or blow it with us today so that you could win free gear from the RagingBabe.com store. Word on the curb. Your favorite twins, Jay, the Tarlo brothers. Woohoo. Ready for this? I'm ready. They are going to be casted on Love and Hip Hop Houston. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I see. I, I was about to call you by your government name, RB. See, this one is real spontaneous because I didn't know about this word on the curb yet when I last <laughs> talked to RB. Shut the. Come on. Stop joshing. So look, me. Are you joshing? I'm not. They're going to be casted on Love and Hip Hop Houston. The sizzle reel is being put together. They're doing a pilot probably in June or July. Apparently, Jamel's girlfriend is a singer. So mm-hmm. that's how he fits into Love and Hip Hop. And Jamal, the other twin, he apparently manages his friend who is like this singer-rapper, kind of like Drake. And I'm like, great, that's all we need is another Stop Drake it. in hip-hop. So, yeah, the Charlos are going to be casted on Love and Hip Hop Houston. Be on the lookout for that. I think it's official that Mona Scott hates us. Really? The char- Girl, please tell me they are just kind of like uh, background characters, not principal characters, because with all due respect, they're they're cool in the ring, but they don't have the most scintillating personalities per se and I'm just picturing these confessionals and, and yo you know I had to tell her and, and, and you know I'm saying I'm saying with all the hand gesturing and I just can't see it good grief you know they're not the most personable guys uh, you know not when they all. do interviews or even outside of the ring so this is going to be interesting I thought the same thing I said well wait a minute my source tells me this. I said, wait a minute. Are they just going to be, like, on the show once in a while? Like, they're going to make a guest right. appearance? And my source right. is like, nah, like, they're going to be on the show. Mel's girlfriend is a singer. Maul manages a rapper. So they are going to be, you know, casted on the show. They're going to be regulars. I was like, wow. Okay. Oh, so they're going to put the pilot together. They're going to put the scissor reel together. Uh, and hopefully their personalities come out because Mona Scott, I mean, I'm sure she's down with it. But if they can't come through on camera, they will get cut. So basically what we're going to see is if uh, the one Charlo kid beats Trout and he maintains the belt, then we're not going to see much fighting is what they're trying to say. Because if you've got a camera crew following around you around 24 hours a day, I know that Love and Hip Hop is not going to post up at the gym every day. So I guess we're going to see a little lull in a fight performance, man, they better holler at their boy Vic Ortiz to get some advice on how to manage both because, yeah. When you're on reality TV, that takes precedence over any type of training you hope to do. So, hey, word up. I'll watch it. I have to see. It's like a train wreck. You can't help but look. Well, I want to play. That's it for Word on the Curb. I do want to play Know It or Blow It. Not sure if we've got anybody willing to play and test their knowledge. If you want to jump into the boxing schedule, or we could take it to the switchboard. 
I will jump into the boxing schedule because we have folks in the queue, but no Brave Souls pressed one. If you are in the queue listening oh. to the show and you want to play Know It or Blow It, because there are a lot of you in the queue. There's like 50 people in the queue. Nobody wants to play Know It or Blow It, so I'm going to let you get yourself together. And in the meantime, I'm going to go over the weekend fight schedule since we got about 13 minutes left of the show. On Tuesday, tomorrow, uh, PBC on Fox. We've got Murat Gassiat versus Jordan Shamel. You can watch that on Fox. It's an IBF cruiserweight eliminator fight. So check that out. This Friday from Indio, California on Estrella TV, Eddie Gomez is headlining the car against John Carlson. Sosa. Shout out to Eddie Gomez, who we pranked a few weeks ago. He was a good sport about it. He's a funny kid. So make sure you tune in and watch him on Australia TV. Or if you're out that way in the desert, go to Fantasy Springs, watch the fight, pick up tickets. It's really cool going to Fantasy Springs. I enjoy it there. And also Fidel Maldonado Jr. versus Art Hovenesian is in the co-feature. On Saturday from Las Vegas, live on Showtime, speaking of the Charlos, we've got Irislandi Lara versus Vanis Martirosian. We know Vanis likes to call into our shows. He's probably listening right now trying to call in for Lara's <laughs> WBA junior middleweight title. Uh, Jamal Charlo versus Austin Trout for Charlo. Jamal Charlo's IBF junior middleweight title. And Jamel Charlo against John Jackson for the vacant WBC junior middleweight title. Wow, BJ Flores is on this card too. He's fighting. Wow, Wait, I didn't what? even know that. Yeah, BJ Where? Flores is on this card at this uh, Las Vegas Showtime card that the Charlos are on. TBA, of course. We have no opponent, uh, no opponent, but he's on the card. And uh, Bayboot Shumanoff is also on this card. So, yeah, man, uh, tune in to that on Showtime. This show, this fight is not broadcast, but I'm mentioning it because it's a title fight since we're talking about cruiserweights. Dennis Lebedev is uh, taking on Victor Emilio Ramirez for the WBA IBF uh, cruiserweight unification bout. So if you're into the big boys, watch that fight. It's a unification fight. And Felix Valera is taking on Dimitri Bivol for Valera's WBA interim light heavyweight title. Uh, future opponent for uh, Kovalev, the winner of Kovalev Ward, or who knows. So that might be one to keep an eye on. And also happening, a lot of fights this weekend on Unamas. Ray Beltran is making his return against Ivan Najera. So that's going to be on Unamas this weekend. Also this weekend from Vegas on CBS Sportsnet, Arif Magomedov. One more time. Arif Magomedov. <laughs> versus Andrew Hernandez is on CBS Sportsnet headlighting that card. And from London, also not broadcast, but pretty hilarious, all the same, David Hay versus Arnold Jagurjgabdebde. Arnold versus Jagurjgabdebde. <laughs> David Hay's fighting this weekend, and he's headlining a card in, 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 in London. And also on the card, Mr. Let's Go Champ himself, Shannon Briggs, is on this car fighting against Alexander Dimitrenko. So if you're hmm. across the pond or you can find it online, I got to find that online. So the the people out there, although I'm not advocating any type of uh, pirating of anything, put it online so we can watch it. Uh, <laughs> David Hay is fighting this weekend. Shannon Briggs is fighting and the hopes is that they'll both win and fight each other in the future. Shout out to Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn over there clocking them ducats, man. Eddie Hearn. Mm, Eddie Hearn is fine, too. Yes, he is. We got to get Eddie on the show. Looking like uh, Hugh Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant Mm. looking stuff. What's up, Eddie Hearn? Right. And that's it. That's it for the fight schedule. 
if the men could talk about the ring girls, the women, we could talk about men too, okay? You got damn right. And he's fine. <laughs> Thank you for the boxing schedule. I don't know. Is anybody willing to play Know It or Blow It with us this morning? Did anybody press one? No, we still have what? Come on, uh, I see some. I see some nine one sixes. I see some eight one sixes. I see some two one threes. I see some four oh fours. We got. got well, y'all not hoes, but somebody press one because I see your area codes, man. I see some seven one eight. I see some nine seven twos. You know, this our boxing trivia question really isn't even that hard today. Press one. We'll play the game. Look, we'll even give you two chances. Instead of giving you 10 seconds on the clock, we're going to give you 20 seconds on the clock. Play our trivia game. Win a free shirt from the RagingBabe.com store. Come on, press one. Come on, Macho. Right. We know you're listening. I know. I see some 201s. I see some 714s. I'm calling out. I see some 504s. They're not ready, RV. I think they're scared of us. Should they be afraid of us? Well, you know what? I'll be honest. We've only had like one or two winners since we started the morning punching show. So maybe they are scared. But you know what? We usually try to pick like really easy stuff that people would know. And it's the easy stuff that they don't know. It's when I go back in history is the stuff that Mm -hmm. people get right. So that's interesting. Well, I guess we're going to sign off then, Jay. And um, we, we wrapped up with the weekend fight schedule. Uh, make sure you visit thebadculture.net for all your boxing news, RagingBabe.com for unique boxing tees and hoodies and tanks. We appreciate everyone for listening today. Shout out to Earl Spence. We had so much fun with him. Thank you for calling in our boy EJ. Let's get that right. My amazing EJ. co-host Jay, you want to get you want to plug your new social media handle? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, and sh- shout out to our boy Jake Donovan out in the field. Back to you, Jake. Shout out to Jake. So anyway, if yes. you're looking for me on social media and you can't find me, if you can't find Jet Hang, it's because Raging Babe is a bully and I changed my <laughs> social media handle. So if you're looking for me on social media, it is now at J LaBeouf, J-A-E LaBeouf. You know the spelling, just like the girl on the Cosby show. That is my cousin. So make sure I did not leave Twitter. I am now J LaBeouf. Just type in J-A-E and you will find me. Make sure you turn into the ruckus this Wednesday, 8 p.m., Robert Garcia on the ruckus and just a little warning next week's morning punch and show you gonna like that hotline bling too so you better get ready for next week tell a friend you know what we're not gonna put it on Twitter but for anybody listening to the show let's go ahead and just leak who we've got on the hotline bling next week Jay give it to him RB next week on hotline bling we have Keith one time Thurman. Yes. And you know Woo. when we get with Keith, if you heard our other interview with Keith, you know when we get with Keith, it gets cracking. And I have no doubt that Keith Thurman will be just as cracking as he was when he did the ruckus with us. So make sure you tune in because it's going to be a great one. Make sure you tune into Wednesday's installment of the ruckus for Robert Garcia. Robert Garcia oh. got the raps. He got the raps and we're looking forward to it. Oh, I cannot wait to chat with Robert Garcia, especially with Chavez Jr. just leaving him to go back with Freddie Roach. Now he's got Avna Mades, who's fighting Cuellar, who he used to train. So I know Robert's got a lot to talk about. We also want to ask him what's going on with Mikey Garcia. 
as far as when he's going to be back, how he's looking in the gym, especially, you know, how his weight is and, you know, any ring rust there. I see on my Twitter, Jay, a lot of people right now that are probably listening or following us on social media are talking about Earl Spence and the possibility of him fighting Jeff Horn. Nobody knows who the Australian guy is. We brought it to light today with the word being that uh, the number three guy, the Russian guy, passed up the Spence fight. So it's back to the rankings for Earl Spence. It looks like Jeff Horn from Australia is back in line. If Jeff Horn passes on the fight, then it goes to Lamont Peterson, who you heard Earl Spence said, look, Lamont's a dog. I don't think Lamont's going to turn me down. So if, if Lamont doesn't have a fight already scheduled with Sammy Vasquez, maybe we do get Spence versus Peterson. That's a good fight. That's a nice little fight right there. I know I definitely will tune in. So we All shall right. see what the future holds for Errol Spence. All right. Well, it's good that we see so many people striking up conversation and that we were able to do that. So thank you, everyone, for listening, for tweeting. Thank you for making us a part of your day. You can catch us on the Monday morning punching show from 8 to 9 every Monday. It's RB&J. We're signing off. Make it a great week.